Welcome to Bridging Chicago, a podcast that aims to connect our listeners to Chicago's business, community, cultural, and charity leaders. Brought to you by the SATC Solutions Center. You can connect with us on Instagram or Twitter where our handle is at Bridging Chicago. For more information, including our email, visit us online at satcsolutions.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe to Bridging Chicago on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Hello, welcome to Bridging Chicago. I'm Leona Kuhar, a senior legal assistant at SATC Law, and I have the privilege of hosting this episode of our podcast. Our guest today is Grace Rios, a Chicago-based photographer and owner of Grace Rios Photography. Welcome, Grace. Hi. So, Grace, when I first heard of you, I looked at your website and I looked at your portfolio and I was just enthralled by the beauty, the uniqueness, the creativity of your work. It just, it's amazing. So then I read a little bit more on your website and I thought, boy, she seems very young. And then last (laughs) week I saw on your Instagram that you celebrated your 25th birthday. So that's even more amazing that a young person like yourself just has created such, such beauty. So Reese, tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you a native of Chicago? And just fill us in a little bit. Well, first, thank you so much. That was so kind. I really appreciate wow, that. Beautiful. <laughs> um, yes, I am local to Chicago land. I grew up in Aurora. I was born there. And I grew I lived in Aurora for all the first 18 years of my life throughout high school. Um, and then after high school, I went to live with my dad, who conveniently lived in the district for College of DuPage. So I went to College of DuPage. Um, and then I went to North Central for my bachelor's degree. Um, I've kind of slowly crept east towards the city. I lived in West Chicago and then Downers Grove. And then now I am in Chicago. I live in Logan Square. Um, I started my photography business kind of in high school. I took uh, photography classes in high school and I would just play with my friends, make them be my models, and just photograph whatever I could. And my dad was a really big supporter, and so he bought me my first camera when I was a sophomore. And then my senior year is when I photographed my first wedding. And it was kind of by accident. I I could not have imagined that I would start photographing weddings. I was 17 at the time. And it just happened that I knew someone and they needed a wedding photographer. And uh, then I just continued with it. And it was a slow growth. Um, This is so for 2014. That was (laughs) seven years ago. So I'm in my seventh year. And it was a slow growth, which I think is a good thing. I learned a lot along the way. Um, 2018 was probably my first full year where it started picking up. And I would have events. almost every weekend and it last year or not last year 
2019, I was able to quit my job and pursue this full time. And so it's been, what it's been great. You, what job were you in at the time? <laughs> I've done a lot of different jobs. I was a nanny for a long time okay. and it kind of was a natural, um, cut from that because the family I was nannying for, they moved to Nashville mm -hmm. and I was like, what should I do now? <laughs> I didn't really want to continue in childcare and my boyfriend was very supportive as well. And he was like, well, let's just see where this goes. <laughs> and so I did. So you weren't, you didn't originally plan to go on this road, on the, on the road of being a professional photographer. I mean, when I was in high school, it was just a dream. It was, you know, it was just something that I thought, oh, maybe when I'm 25 or maybe when I'm 30 or whatever. I didn't think it was as attainable as it was as early as it was. So um, but at 25, how wonderful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing. It really has. It's been fun. So tell us how your first wedding uh the first wedding shoot did. I mean, what, how was it? How did you feel? So, oh my gosh, I was terrified. <laughs> I was really very nervous. Um, I, the wedding was from a friend of mine. Her manager was getting married and she had asked her if she would have done engagement photos, not the wedding photos, but mm -hmm. engagement photos. She had asked her if she had done them yet. And she said, no, that they just hadn't budgeted for it. And so they hadn't gotten to that point yet. And so, my friend, she recommended me, and she's like, oh, my friend is new. Maybe she'll kind of cut you a deal and see how that goes. And so we did their engagement session, and then the next thing I know, they asked me to photograph their wedding. And, yes, I was terrified. I conveniently worked for a company, though, at that time. I worked for um, Bella Baby Photography, mm -hmm. and I was fairly new to photography still at that point, but that being in that company, I met so many photographers and I had a lot of support and I was able to photograph that wedding with recommendations from them. And so it was, a lot of I, uh, yeah, yeah, they introduced me to a lot of um, networks and things. And so I was able to do it with them, but it was, it's funny because that wedding, even to this day is probably one of the fanciest weddings I've ever been to. Okay. It was at the Palmer House in Chicago. It was a beautiful, beautiful wedding. And, you know, looking back at the images, I know that I've learned a ton since then. It's okay. So much has changed, but I'm still so proud of those images. Um, it was a great day. Oh, and absolutely. Your first, you know, your first <laughs> professional job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I'm... They must have been good because, you know, it's <laughs> Yeah, a, a guest at that wedding uh, met me that day. And so then their wedding, the, the, the first wedding was in September. And then the following May was the next wedding. And they were, they had met me there. And so that's how it kind of happened and snowballed from there. <laughs> so what, what are some of the components that go into planning a photo shoot for a wedding? I mean, it seems so, like it's, you have to have a lot of creativity and it's not as, e it's not easy. I mean, that's how it appears to me, but you make it look so natural. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate that again. Um, no, there is a lot that goes into it. Honestly, I would say that 
probably 40% of my job is actually photographing things, and the other half is planning things, um, scheduling things, communicating with clients, and communicating with coordinators, creating timelines, and things like that. Um, I think that now that I have been to probably over, I would say probably close to 200 weddings at this point, I kind of know how they work and how they go, and so understanding the timing of things is super important, and that's what I feel makes um, makes or breaks the opportunity to do those creative photos that sometimes I, may, I have time to do, and not, not always do I have time to do those. So I think that's probably the... Yeah. That, yeah. That, that is very true. Um, and just giving my clients a realistic expectation of uh, how long things take. And I uh, always tell them that sometimes it doesn't always, you wouldn't imagine certain things to take as long as they do. Mm -hmm. um, but being able to give them a timeline so that we can get all of the things done that they want to get done is the most important thing that I think I do. And I bring to them that resource. Okay. Um, so yeah. if you had to choose your, your favorite, backdrop what would it be hmm. you're asking me to pick a favorite child <laughs> well i, I love special to you but what are you yeah what what is i guess what's the the best backdrop to work with what creates i love yeah i um i've been blessed to be able to travel for a lot of events lately i noticed but i still <laughs> I know it's been a wild summer, but it's been fun. Um, but even with traveling as much as I have, I still love photographing in Chicago. I love some of the iconic spots that you can get that great skyline. Mm -hmm. um, Olive Park is probably one of my favorites because um, it's definitely popular, especially amongst photographers. Okay. But I think that it's a little bit more of a hidden gem. It's not always as crowded as like North Avenue Beach. Yeah, I can imagine. Or even are, yeah, know, people around kind of are obstacles. <laughs> yes, and so Olive Park, it, like I said, it's still as busy, but it's definitely a lot um, less busy, and it's got a really beautiful view of the city that's super up close. Mm -hmm. I think compared to North Ave Beach or in front of the Adler Planetarium is another great view. Um, it, those are a little bit more pulled back, but at Olive Park, you're, like, right there. And so it's a really beautiful view um, of the northern part of our skyline. I think that Olive Park probably is my favorite spot. <laughs> yeah. So I want to, like, talk a little bit about March of 2020, when okay. <laughs> our COVID restrictions first happened. Yeah. But tell me how you felt at that time. And also... How did you navigate it? So March was kind of interesting for me. Not that it wasn't for everyone else, but on March 14th, I think the day that it was announced that this is a national pandemic and shutdowns were happening, I was at a wedding in Florida. Oh, wow. And I, I feel like I was in a bubble mm -hmm. uh, when I was in Florida, you know, Florida, took a little while to respond and so 
I, I really felt like I was in a bubble. I was like, what is going on back home? My boyfriend was letting me know what was going on. And I thankfully was able to carry on with the wedding. And there was not any major issue with them. I know that there was kind of some uh, rumors that things were closed and stuff. But they were still able to get married. And I was lucky to have a really big gap between that first wedding and then my next wedding. And so my next wedding wasn't until May 23rd, I believe. So that gave me about a nine-week gap. Um, Kind of the perfect gap, or at least so I thought at the beginning when we all thought it was just going to be like an eight-week-long lockdown. And so I... I remember I was at the airport. I cut my stay shorter. I was supposed to stay in Florida for, I think, three extra more days. But I cut my stay uh, short, and I was heading home. And I remember sitting in the airport looking at what I was coming home to at the O'Hare airport. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) And so I emailed all my clients that I had, and I just kind of let them know what I thought was going to be my plan because again, I was expecting this to end after eight weeks and I was hopeful that I would still be able to photograph that May wedding and all the June weddings beyond like normal. And so, yeah, I, I emailed them my plan and I said that this is what we're going to do. And I'm super positive that it was all going to be okay. Um, but obviously not everything was and most of my clients had to reschedule a few of my clients ended up canceling and they just felt that, that it was it was just more important to cancel and keep everyone safe i did do a few small weddings in at the end of may i did a 10 person wedding in aurora and, and then I don't I, the mean big, to cut you off on it, but yeah, no, go ahead. Mom, I ramble, so please I, no, do that. No, don't worry. <laughs> but what intrigues me about that is when you said you did a small wedding. How mm-hmm. was? How did that feel? I mean, in my opinion, I would think it would be like very special because it's very intimate. Yes. And you yes. were probably able to really be creative with that. Yes. Yes, I. I I honestly went into the smaller weddings not as excited. I, I thought that I was not going to enjoy it. I think I'm just I was used to the hustle and bustle of an eight hour, ten hour, hundred and fifty person Chicago wedding. Mm-hmm. But once I did the first and second ones, I loved it. It was so nice to slow down and to really connect with my clients. But not only them with their families, um, both weddings, I met their parents and their siblings. I think that that's what all, that's the only people that were able to be present, even including myself. I felt lucky that I was that 10th person that they included. And to this day, most of those family members are some of my biggest marketing tools. Their mothers are so kind and they refer me to everybody. And I feel like it I wouldn't have gotten to know them as well as I did if it weren't for being such a small wedding. And your other point, yes, we had so much time to do photos since we weren't racing off to, you know, a busy reception. And I was able to do some of my favorite portraits I had done in a long time because I had time to slow down with my clients. They had time to slow down and soak in the fact that even though it was a small, simple 
simpler ceremony than they wanted. They were married and just got to really relish in the moment. And it was, it was super special. I think COVID probably did that for a lot of people, you know, yeah. Closeness, uh, slowed people Mm -hmm. down, allowed people Mm -hmm. to really, you know, look around and, and see, you know, family members that were close and just mm-hmm. appreciate things so much more. And yeah. you know, it sounds like it, in a way, it was a very positive experience for you and um, for you personally and for you professionally. Yeah. So I'm, what kind of, if any, uh, and I'm sure there were, what kind of obstacles did you encounter when you first started your business? So, I think that when I started, I didn't realize all of the resources that were there to be a small business and to be specifically a photographer. And so, I think I did things at the beginning much more complicated than they needed to be. Okay. (laughs) And, um, you know, figuring out finances, figuring out how to send contracts, figuring out how to share my images with my clients, um, just all of the things that you kind of have to learn in any kind of business, whether it's being a photographer or if you're a florist or if you're a painter, just those business things that there are tools now that I know to use and make my life so much easier. But in the beginning, it was, it was complicated. It was hard to juggle and, um, I'm not always the most organized person, but I had to learn how to be, and it it was it was tricky to figure out the things that at very early on. Well, what helped you to figure those things out? Was it um, like I mentioned, a lot of research, or um, like I mentioned, I worked for a company called Bella Baby, and the connection I made with a lot of those photographers was super helpful because they introduced me to some of these resources whether it was actual um, tools that I use, like softwares, but also they Mm -hmm. introduced me to the world of Facebook groups. (laughs) There's tons of Facebook groups for photographers that um, it's just a really amazing community. You can ask a question and a lot of people are so willing to help. Um, And I think that once I found that world, I was like, wow, like I can do this. There are people doing this and I'm doing it harder than I need to. There's easier ways to do it. <laughs> well, at least you figured that out early on, which yeah. I think is a wonderful thing. You saved yes. yourself yes, some, you know, a lot of trouble. Yeah. So if you were to give your, not just your peers, but a person of any age who wanted to embark on starting their own business, what pieces of advice would you give them? I would tell them that you are more capable of it than you realize uh-huh. and that um, not everyone is going to understand what you're doing, but that's, that's okay. Uh-huh. Not everyone needs to understand and it's, you know, you'll be able to show them once the time comes and, uh, you know, I guess kind of not worry about what other people are thinking and, and worrying about what you're doing. Um, thankfully, I was I had a lot of support, but I know that I also had a lot of people questioning 
you know, are you making the right decision? Should you spend so much time on this? Shouldn't you finish college and things like that? But I think that looking at where I am now, and like I said, when I first started, I did not realize that I could do this as young as I was. I thought it would be something that wouldn't happen for a long time. So I think the main thing is you you can do it and you're more quite capable than you realize. <laughs> I mean, that's very good advice. Very, very um, down to earth and realistic. Uh, it, it's great advice. So what do you think if, what would your wedding look like? Oh gosh. <laughs> I think about this all the time. What would you do? Where would you want to be? It's so funny because when I was younger, I was not the girl that dreamt of her wedding. I, I mean, I was excited for it, but I, I, I was, you know, I was just kind of like, well, when it happens, we'll figure it out then. I, I didn't have a bunch of ideas. But being in this world and having so many amazing vendor friends that are florists, makeup artists, seeing so many amazing venues and things like that, you can't help it, but imagine. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that... I, there's so many venues in the area that I really love, but are bigger than my family is. And so I know that realistically, I would have a small wedding, an intimate wedding um, at one of the smaller venues that I've been to. I really love um, the Armor House, which it's in Lake Forest. Okay. It's a beautiful venue. Um, and if I were to marry my boyfriend, which I hope that happens, he is from um, Pakistan. And so more than likely we would have two weddings, one there and one here. And so I'm really excited to experience that side of things, to experience his culture, um, because it's it's so beautiful. And the South Asian weddings that I've photographed are some of the prettiest I weddings saw I've some ever of done. <laughs> it's breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm really honored that I will be able to see that side of it firsthand um, one day. So what are some, where are some of the places? I, Cause like I said, I follow you on Instagram and I see you're all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> you know, where have you been to for weddings? Where have you um, shot sure. weddings? So Florida, like I said, last year I was in Florida for that wedding during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, but I've hit, I think, everywhere in the Midwest. So obviously Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Iowa. I've been to Minnesota for a wedding. I was in North Carolina earlier this year for a wedding. Um, Texas. I will go to Mexico next year for a wedding. Okay. Um, and Arizona. So oh, you've been around. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I do know, I mean, I see from your website, you also do other photography as well, correct? Or But weddings are your specialty. I think that at this point, I have kind of um, hunkered down in weddings. Okay. Um, they are uh, a big commitment, and I really love doing them. And so I've kind of tailored myself to do mainly weddings. I will occasionally do um, senior photos and family photos. Okay. Um, but yeah, I pretty much, I, at this point I, I do weddings primarily. They take up most of my time and I, you know, I, I feel like they're, 
such a major life event that I want to make sure that I'm dedicating, you know, the time that they deserve. Yes. And so that's kind of why I've, I've carved So it sounds out. like a, a good business decision just to um, <laughs> focus in, on one thing yeah. and make yeah. that the best. Yeah. So if there's, you know, we've covered a lot of different things, um, mm-hmm. but if you had to talk about something that maybe we didn't cover that you feel is important for people to know about you, about your business, what would it be? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously I see that you're very passionate about your job. Yeah. I think that, I often think about being in this world and working with clients that are brand new to this world. And I have a lot that I've learned new to this world, like into like our, our weddings. Okay. Obviously most of my clients are planning their first wedding and they have been guests to weddings before um, but obviously they, you know, they weren't the bride or groom before. And so um, this is new to them. And where, like I mentioned before, I've probably seen at least 200 weddings at this point. I think that in the last year, especially during COVID, and I'm not going to say that COVID was a blessing, but I was able to focus on so many different things that I wouldn't have been able to um, if I didn't have that downtime. Yes. And I kind of just looked at my business and looked at the long term and what's important to me. And of course, I love the beautiful things of weddings. I love the pretty flowers and the beautiful images that we can create. But going back to doing those smaller events and the connections that I've been able to make have been the most fulfilling part of my job. And knowing that I am, you know, creating heirlooms for my clients I think has been a really amazing realization and it's it's I've seen such a change in my business in that way and once I've made that a priority Mm -hmm. um, and kind of just dove into that idea and um, spent the time to give my clients the resources that I know and they may not know so that to make their day the best day that it can be beyond photography. Of course, some of the tips I give are great for photos. Right. Um, well, you know so much more than photography because yeah. you've been to so many weddings. You can offer yeah. other advice. Yeah. And um, like I said, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm the vendor myself and probably our, the videographer. They are with you all day on your wedding day. And so mm-hmm. creating a relationship, I think, has been so important and so fulfilling and so enjoyable, so much more enjoyable than it used to be. And not that, you know, I I didn't want to create those relationships. I think I just didn't have the same realization and I didn't have the same people that valued that um, as much as the clients that I've, I've been able to meet now. And um, it's, it's just, I think that that's what kind of makes it different for me. Um, of course, I can show up, take your photos, give them to you, and be done with it. But 
I'll I'll make as many friends as I can along the way, and it's yeah. been it's been really well. You know awesome. that it's always you know I I I can see that you're the type of person that puts people at ease, and probably a person oh, wedding you. day is one of the most. I mean, it's a happy day, but I'm sure you're nervous and tense. I mean, I know I was, and you have mm-hmm. such a calming presence. That I'm sure that you put everyone at ease and make you know things even better. So, what's next for you? What I mean, what do you think would be next if you looked a year ahead? What would you? Where would you see yourself? I um, of course want to continue photographing weddings. I think that this year as crazy as it was and as fun as it has been, um, I realized that I'm only one person and I can only do so much. Yes. And so I'm looking at each year ahead a lot more intentionally and um, making sure that I make time for myself and take time off. Of course. Um, I'm also branching out and uh, expanding Grace Rios photography. And next week I have some interviews with some newer photographers that oh. I am um, planning on teaching. Uh, you know, the ins and outs of how I work a wedding, the ins and outs of my style so that I can just add to the client experience of having photographers that I work with consistently Mm -hmm. as either my assistants, my second photographers. And then eventually, hopefully um, they can photograph weddings uh, for me, essentially as an extension of me Um, just so that I can add some more availability as the demand comes in. Yes. And And I um, think demand is going to come in even more. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's really exciting. I'm excited to um, kind of tap into my original uh, roots of going into teaching. That's what I originally went to school for. And so photography or teaching photography. Yeah. Yeah, my original kind of uh, career goal was to be an art teacher, specifically a digital art photography teacher. I really wanted to teach high school. Um, I think eventually, you know, once I can't handle 10-hour days, I will go back to that and potentially teach at, like, the college level. I think that I still really am excited about that idea, but... In a, in a year's time, I'm excited to introduce a few new photographers to the team and work with um, work with people in order to continue to serve people and even more people. And then you'll you'll be using your teaching abilities then to teach new photographers. Yeah. yeah. How does it feel to actually be your profession is something that you you love that you're? Oh gosh. It has to feel great. Yeah. You're able to I, do what you love and make a living from it. I, I tell my best friend all the time that I am so lucky that I found this and that, you know, it was pretty much from, you know, I was 17. So at the time when you're supposed to figure it out and figure out your career, that's when this fell into my lap and it became a thing to build so early. I'm, I'm so lucky that I have that because I know not everyone Yes. love their job. Right. Exactly. And I think it's really easy to say that you shouldn't spend 
you know, your time doing something that you hate, but not everyone has that luxury right. of, you know, being able to just quit and find something that they love because, you know, maybe that doesn't pay the bills. And so I, I know that I'm extremely lucky to do something so fun, so rewarding. I get to see so many places, see so many people and be able to live from it. Well, I am very happy that you were able to do that. I truly am. So how, why don't you just tell our listeners um, how they could contact you? What's the best way to contact you? What's the best way to learn about you? So I think to learn more about me and follow me is on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. It's just Grace Rios Photography. Uh, I think if you have a wedding coming up and if you're interested in contacting me, you can contact me through my website. It's graceriosphotography.com and send me an email through there. And I would, that's the easiest and fastest way to get back to me. Well, Grace, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you better and to hear your story. Um, we, We do like to check up on our guests. And so hopefully we will be able to in the future Come back to you yeah. and you can give us an update on what's going on with Grace and Grace Reels. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. I would love that. Well, best of luck um, in your future endeavors. And honestly, I think you're an amazing young woman. You've accomplished. Oh, thank you so much. Like you just really are grounded in um, you. You have a lot of knowledge and not just, you have a, like knowledge of common sense knowledge for someone. <laughs> well, I'm very oh, impressed and it's been a pleasure. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for thinking of me to have me on. It's been well, really fun. Great. And we hope to see you soon. Yes. I'd love that. All right. Thank you very much for joining us again. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago, as produced by the SATC Solutions Center. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guest. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of SATC Solutions Center, SATC Law, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the hosts and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including, but not limited to, or use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceedings.